This is the show-off. It's the collab you didn't know you needed. The unholy union of two powerhouses of Australian media. Pedestrian and the Batuta Advocate. Taking a savage swipe at the week in entertainment news. Anything you've missed. And everything you give a shit about. I'm Josie Rosenberg-Clark, Head of Editorial at Pedestrian. I'm Effie Bateman, Lifestyle and Entertainment Reporter at the Batuta Advocate. And I'm Wendell Hussey, the Sports Reporter at the Batuta Advocate and the token bloke of this podcast. Today on the show off, we're talking about OJ Simpson and some rare, rare TikTok videos he's been producing. The beloved Australian kids TV show, Bluey, being forced to take a scene out of their TV show, which has caused some controversial Mm -hmm. opinions to come Mm -hmm. out from all over the place. And we're going to finish up with T-Swizzle. Might have found love. She might have found some more romance. And uh, I hear people can't get enough of it. So that's what we're talking about today. All right, let's get let's get into it. Okay, shall we? <laughs> you guys well? Josie Rosenberg Clark, you well? Yeah, I'm well. Okay. I am well. I'm that's just good. I could just sense you eyeing me off about Bluey. I eye you off about most okay. segments, to be honest. <laughs> um, Bluey's just one that I'm you know I'm excited for. I'm okay. hanging out for. Effie Bateman, I'm Euphemia. just quivering with anticipation at the potential of a bluey over bluey. <laughs> very good, very good. I am glad to hear you both doing well. All right. And how are you, Wendell? Good. Just got back from Bali. Yeah, how's your... um? So he's got um, apparently a, a burn on his bicep. Yep. His bicep? His yep. bicep that he was showing me. Can you see? Is that from a moped? Pipes over here. Yeah. Um, just caught it on the muffler. It's not a full muffler burn, but... Um, yeah. It's a little bit sore. It's a little bit owie. Hasn't got infected oh yet. God. His skin's come off, but hasn't got infected yet. But Did you bring look. us bintang singlets? Or? Uh, no, unfortunately, you everyone did. wants bintang singlets, so I couldn't spare you guys any. But okay. I'll, I'll probably go back in like six months to 12 months, and I'll bring it back when I do that. Pretty good. We'll hang out for that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> cool. All right, you just let me know what colours you guys want. Now, Obsessions of the Week. It's mm. that time. Euphemia Bateman, you want to lead us away with your interesting yeah. obsession? Yeah. Um, so I I get a lot of really random TikToks and like I've I've found prison TikTok. I remember <laughs> I found refugee TikTok. That was like they were on like rafts in the ocean. The no, there's some random shit and I, I keep getting wind of these random algorithms. But the latest one is OJ Simpson has a TikTok page and he's always had I remember seeing this interview he did a while back and it was with <laughs> what is refugee TikTok? <laughs> it's just like um, it was people like jumping borders, but documenting it, and like it was just, it. I I was on Ukrainian soldier TikTok <laughs> oh where God. they're like, they're like this dancing, don't go on TikTok, and they they've it's got their rogue. guns and like they're like, oh, we're in the middle of the war. And throwing it back, like it's weird. It's it's. So they were doing TikTok dances. Throw it back. Mm. Yeah, yeah. The throw it back challenge. Exactly, and they yeah. So <laughs> the latest fuck TikTok that I've come across for you page is um yeah <laughs> is the OJ Simpson has his own TikTok page. I saw an interview he did a while ago where a reporter was like, oh, he was acting really weird. And he came up to me and he was joking about the murder. And he <sighs> there's a video of him going up to her and he's got like a fake knife. And he's like, ee, 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 oh, ee. not a dolphin. I sound like a dolphin, but it's meant to be psycho. psycho. Yes. Anyway, I, I came across the TikTok and it was this um, girl, obviously Gen Z. 
who's just discovered the O.J. Simpson case. And mm. it was, oh, I don't know if this is considered a conspiracy, but this is basically a little series on whether O.J. Simpson did it or not. Oh, God. Because, you know, there isn't countless movies and podcasts mm. and TV shows about this. And he stitched it. No. He stitched <laughs> it. I thought I was watching someone else's TikTok. And he comes in. He's like, who knows? I guess we're going to have to wait and see. Uh-huh. And then there was another one. So I automatically went to the page. He hasn't luckily been um, given the blue tick. Mm-hmm. He's Lucy Juicy <laughs> on TikTok. Oh, my God. What? They hate that. I find that funny. Oh, God. Um, but he made another video on his TikTok. I was just going through them. He's spring cleaning. He's got bleach. And somebody commented, should have used that on the crime scene. And he comments back with, like, the monkey, whoops. It is, like, that. That's fucked up. And it's like, this guy's just openly joking yeah. and just leaning into this comedic role. Yeah. About killing, you know, two people. Mm-hmm. And allegedly. Every, allegedly. But, you know, we can all safely say, I think, like, I believe he did it. Allegedly. Ooh, whether, allegedly. <laughs> allegedly. <laughs> whether he did it or not, two people are dead. So They're why dead. the fuck are you joking about that? Am it's I just bizarre. like a prude or something? Because that's not funny to not me. On, no, not on this one. Yeah, it's very fucking weird. Of course, Sorry. you've got all these um, plucky commenters being like, oh, you murdered this, bro. Bro, you're killing me. Like, it's uh. all just, it's just, it's bizarre. And he's just, but I feel like he's been like this for a while. Like, he's just made it his thing where he's like, I'm just going to lean into this and joke about it. And it's just, it's bizarre. It's a weird obsession. Yeah. But I back it. <laughs> that's the beauty on TikTok, isn't it? It's those yeah. wormholes you can go down. Yeah. You just dive in, wormhole, rabbit hole, whatever you want, and yeah. you, end up, you end up watching Ukrainian soldiers throw it back. I don't do um, it. I can't do it because I'm just scared I'll never come out. Yeah, eventually so. you just have to flick really fast <laughs> of the videos to get yourself mm, out of the algorithm. reset. Yeah, yeah. It does yeah. funny things to your brain, TikTok. So I just remember, flick really, <laughs> flick really fast yeah. when I'm like, that's how you get out of it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I think I can manage that. Okay. <laughs> All right. I, this week, am obsessed with. Rogue Heroes, which is on SBS On Demand. A bit of free-to-air television. Fuck yeah. I really enjoy it. I think maybe a lot of our listeners may... It might not be up there, Ali. It might not be up your guys' alley either. What's the premise? Because I've premise? seen the ads and it's like from the people behind Peaky Blinders. And that is up Ooh. so many of my alleys, that okay. show. Mm. All right. Hot men with like the hats. old-timey hats. Yeah. With British accents. A bit like dangerous. No fucking idea what they're on yeah. about. But I, don't, I love that show. I mm. don't know if these guys are particularly hot. It is the people behind Peaky Blinders. Yeah. Have made this. It's got uh, Connor oh, Swindells. Jack, o- Jack O'Connell. Isn't yeah, that you know Cook who he is? It's Cook. Cook. It's Cook from it's Skins. Cook from is Skins. Cook hot? Yeah. Or is yeah. he just a bad boy? Yeah, he is. I reckon mm. he is. <laughs> That's the eternal question, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> no, I think he is. He's hot. He's yeah. hot. In, yeah. He actually is hot in this. He plays this rogue. Um, oh, I mean, r- rogue Irish soldier who hates authority and loves getting into fights and stuff. So that element yeah. of it's pretty good. And it's got. Uh, Connor Swindells, who's Adam from Sex Education. Love Adam. Oh, yeah. He's a is great he actor. Um, I think he's quite he's attractive. Tall. Yeah. He's tall. He's is tall. Is he hot or is he tall? Oh, okay. <laughs> the other yeah. eternal question. We're we'll really the um, answering them yeah, today. Yeah. We'll go through the checklist. But anyway, it's about these guys and the formation of the SAS, which happened during the North Africa campaign in the Second World War. Mm. Um, Germans and Italians were in North Africa Allied forces, the English, were trying to get into heaps and heaps of Australians, places like Tobruk and stuff. So they were getting in and they were fighting back. And this was about the creation of 
the SAS. I won't tell you too much about it just in case you are going to watch it mm. and about how it all came to be and fighting back against the Nazis and Italians. That actually sounds... It sounds I'm, I'm interested. Okay, you guys yeah. are just saying that. No, 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 no. I actually, I actually am. I am. Actually I really am. a history buff. Thank you very much. Okay. Yeah. There you go. All right, well, I take back everything I you said. You know what? I, I actually think that is a... That's a bit sexist of you. Yeah, it is. It is. No, you're right. It's up there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now, look, I just want to take the opportunity to formally apologise. <laughs> no, no. Like it. I take it all back. I was initially a little bit concerned. Like, first episode and second episode, I was like, is this just another show or movie that kind of glamorises yeah, war? And there was all, yeah, yeah, and there was all, like, the pompous English, like, yeah. quick-witted, you know, jousting while we're up <laughs> on the war front here. Let's go, chaps. And I'd be like... <laughs> Is this, is this what this shit's just going to be? Like, you know, What's this how then? funny and, you know, how funny was war? But it ends up being so much more and there's a lot of, um, you know, a lot of personal stories in there mm. and it's interesting. talks about the horrors of war as well. So really grew on me and I'm, I'm really enjoying it. Mm. So SBS On Demand, Rogue Heroes, give it a go, you I history will. buffs. I actually will. We'll get into our just top to stories. I will. <laughs> right now. We'll get into our top stories today. Mm. And JRC, there has been some intense online backlash to the Bridgerton prequel, Queen Charlotte. Yes, Can you give us the rundown? Speaking of history and the horrors of history. Mm. So I enjoyed... Have you watched Bridgerton? I love Bridgerton. That was sexist. I just looked at you being the girl and I didn't ask wendell if he i've seen i've bridgerton. seen a lot of scenes from bridgerton right. but i couldn't piece okay. together a single episode for you right okay i know the duke's very hot he i is. prefer i i'm an uh, anthony girl i love him oh. i love him because i loved season two yeah no that was my favorite yeah yeah we are yeah. just the same we person. are <laughs> anyway um i really enjoyed bridgerton season two season one was okay but i wasn't like that stoked to watch Queen Charlotte. It's a prequel. It's about the queen who in Bridgerton is like a massive cow. Like I was just like, I'm not interested in hearing about your backstory because no I don't like you. Origin story for her. But I actually went to the Netflix event mainly because I wanted like free fancy drinks and yes, of course. canapes. So mm. I went and they it was a screening. So I sat down, I watched it and I was hooked. It's really good. Mm. But there was a scene, and it continues throughout the season, of just really casual marital rape, which happened mm. in season one. You might recall there was a scene when Daphne was on top of the Duke. Yes. And he didn't want kids. That was his whole story. Mm-hmm. So he didn't want to, you know, finish while she was still on top, but she forced him to, and it was really controversial a lot of backlash at the time season two it was like they kind of went away from that it it wasn't like that Mm. season three well not season three but this prequel we're back we're back into it and there's this character who's just kind of lying there her head's hitting the headboard and you're like okay and then it kind of pans out and it's her very old husband just you know doing his marital thing and she Mm. clearly doesn't want to but it's it's got this kind of jaunty music afterwards. So it's kind of used as a gag. Yeah, she yeah. kind of tiptoes away and like has a bath and it's clear that in later episodes she has a bath. It's like her ritual that she does after this happens. But a she's cleansing. just like, why didn't you tell me he was in a good mood to like her chambermaid? Mm. And it's just like, no, like, okay, maybe in history this did happen. Of course mm. it did. But do we need to treat it so casually? Yeah. I think, yeah, because like I remember in Handmaid's Tale that was a – 
common thing, but it was the way they like it wasn't casual. It was very awful. So and watching the, a yeah. crucial part of the yeah. storyline yeah. as well, and also a crucial part of the yeah. story. But it was never played for obviously because it's not a comedy either. But you yeah. could go, oh, okay, this is actually really shit. But when it's played casually, it's like. Oh, I don't want that to be made casual because it's not. It's actually a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we don't want viewers today to be like, oh, well, that's just what happens sometimes. Yeah, just part of it. You yeah. just have to have sex even when you don't want to. And as you said, obviously this stuff essentially just happened all of the time Yeah, a few hundred years ago. But this Bridgerton, from what I gathered, was not an accurate depiction of historical events. No, no. <laughs> like you're fun and zesty Bridgerton. So yeah. like it's kind of like pick what you want to do. Do you want to delve into some of the horrors of yeah. the time mm. or do you just want to be the fun, fluffy version of it? And if you do, don't show that stuff. Like, yeah. You Why can did they imply do it? it. I have no idea. No one knows. No one knows, but it continues on. It's not just a one-off scene. It yeah, right. Like how many times? There's more of an episode two and... Ooh. Yeah, apparently there's about six scenes of it, including in flashbacks. Same character too. It's just the one character. Because I find those scenes are extreme. Like in any movie or show, those scenes are extremely uncomfortable to watch and I just mm. want them to end. Mm. Right? Yeah. And like, as you said, Handmaid's Tale, it serves a purpose. Like, you're like, well, I have to see this to understand how fucked things are. Yes. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. I hate this and I want it to end, but mm. like, it's really ramming home a point in the storyline. Whereas I don't understand what the point of them doing that is. Like, it's not like no one's gonna, I don't think anyone's gonna be enjoying it. No. I mean, like, why? You wouldn't why want they... them to? No. But it's like, it's the same with, um, I remember when Game of Thrones was massive and a lot of the arguments were there was just these gratuitous. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Scenes, and I'm a firm believer you can actually show what's happening without showing it. Yes. So you can allude to mm -hmm. it and be like, oh, okay, this this is really fucked up. But when they keep, they just kept showing it all yeah. the time. And I'm like, no, this this feels really wrong. Yeah, and it's just a shame because aside from that, I think the series is really good. I mm. think the consensual sex in the show is shown. I don't know. It's that female gaze. It's very sexy. The the new kind of Duke equivalent. And Queen Charlotte, younger version, have amazing chemistry. It's it's got all of that, mm. and the amazing music and like all the fun characterization that you love. It's just like this one thing where I'm like, oh, if only you didn't show that, it would be perfect. Because I'm really enjoying the series otherwise. But I'm just like this when that happens. Yeah, just yeah. Just yeah. being a teenager on the couch next to <laughs> mum and dad. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they were some fun times. <laughs> next up, and we're talking TV again. Bluey, mm -hmm. the beloved juggernaut of Australian-made kids shows, a global powerhouse kids show, Bluey, mm -hmm. has come under fire and they've been forced to edit out a scene from their show, Josie Rosenberg-Clark. Please, talk us through it. Well, I'm the expert of kids TV, having a three-year-old. Yep. I will say I'm not actually the biggest fan of Bluey and neither is my kid. <laughs> so, like... There's so many parents. There's this weird, like, cult-like thing with Bluey. Like, one of my best mates is obsessed with Bluey. And when there were new episodes coming, like, her and her husband were like, oh, my God, new apps tomorrow. Like, it was fucking House of the A Dragon new episode is dropping. Or something. <laughs> and I, I remember, like, exchanging a look with my partner because we are like, I don't know. I find it a bit too, like, the parents are so wholesome and, like, they get involved with the kids and they all play games together. I'm like, that's holding me up to a very high standard for my child. I read a I'm comment. I'm going to do that. I read a comment today <laughs> and it was on Reddit and this parent's like, 
I'm so exhausted by Bluey because my kid has this expectation that yes. I will hang out with them all the time like Blue- Bluey's parents do. And they and then someone commented, it's only a 10-minute episode. Just hang out with your kid for 10 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> and that's how you can get past yeah, that. Yeah, just watch the show. Yeah. I also think Bluey has a really annoying voice and is an annoying character. <laughs> so I actually don't love Bluey. But recently... Rosa actually went through a bit of a phase where she was like, I want to watch Bingo. Even she doesn't like Bluey. She's like, I want to watch Bingo, who is Bluey's sister. Anyway, the episode Exercise came on and I had been reading a little bit of chat online about this episode. So I actually watched it with interest to see what all the fuss was about. So basically the episode begins with Bandit, who is the the parent, the dad of the two little girls. They're all dogs, but we'll say little girls. For this. Well, one of them's like the red. Yeah, the they're both healer, girls. Oh. He? Yeah. So just because you're blue, you can also be a girl. Just saying. Anyway, Bandit <laughs> is looking in the mirror. The kids are in the bath or something. He looks in the mirror and he grabs his stomach and he yep. shakes it up and down. And he is basically bemoaning his appearance in the mirror. He says he wishes that he could exercise, but he just doesn't get time to because he's running around after the kids or like hanging out with them because he hangs out with them way too fucking much, as I've said. So he's just really negative about his body and he's shown, you know, looking at it and grabbing Mm. the fat in a negative kind of way. So a lot of parents watching came out with like backlash saying that it was a super inappropriate moment because the rest of the episode he's kind of like trying to get fit and it's all about exercise being healthy and being active which i think is great but it was just this scene that really got up people's noses i came to it a bit later so i've just kind of been observing but yeah they were like that's inappropriate i don't want my kid seeing that i don't want my kid seeing that kind of negative self-talk about their body I wouldn't do that in front of my kids, so I don't want Bandit to be doing it in front of them on TV. And after a few weeks of, I guess, chatter, ABC removed the the scene. So now it begins with him outside and he's just talking about getting active and getting fit and things like that. So we no longer have the tummy wobble scene. It's gone. So the, the people that were revolting against it won. Well, we got censored. Yeah, which is a pretty big deal for a huge, as you said, juggernaut mm. kind of show. Yeah, big time. And it goes out globally as well. Mm-hmm. So that change had mm. to then filter through to audiences all over the world and platforms that host it all over the world. Thoughts? Um, so my thought was kind of like, I think when I watched it, it was kind of similar to Bridgerton where I was like, I didn't immediately scream and be like, this is disgusting. But it was kind of like, hang on. That scene, just there was just something about it, similar to that scene in Bridgerton, where I was just like, oh, something about that doesn't sit right. And I think it's because when I had a girl, a daughter, I made a vow to myself that I wouldn't be like my mum. I grew up in the 80s and 90s, toxic diet culture. I didn't want to be the mum that was looking in the mirror and going, oh, my God, I'm so fat or grabbing my stomach and wobbling it around. I do that, but I just don't do it in front of Rosa. I don't. It's. Oh, I'm really passionate about body image, especially for girls. It's so hard for women growing up with these unrealistic standards. Now there's social media, which terrifies me, but that's a future problem 13 mm. years, hopefully, in the future for me when Rosa deals with that. And, you know, I'm working hard to protect 
her from that. And then it's like, oh, here's this great show that I can just put on, ignore my kid, go and do something else. And she's watching Bluey. It's so wholesome and it's got great messages. But then there's a character doing that. Mm. Look, I wouldn't have been angry if they didn't remove that scene. I wouldn't have like stopped her watching it. But I don't mind that they removed it. I think. Yeah. I think you I'm, look, you don't want her growing up to be a yeah. cattle dog with a wobbly belly, you know. You don't want to go, I'm not a cattle dog with a wobbly belly. What the hell? I just don't want her bemoaning her appearance in the mirror. Like the yeah. thought of her grabbing at herself and like wobbling it and feeling ashamed of it makes me want to cry right now. Sitting but here she's going to do that even if Bluey does it or not, isn't she? Maybe, but I hope not. Like I hope that what I'm trying to drive home yeah. is enough. But that's also okay, isn't it? To look at your belly and wobble it and go like, oh, and be not particularly happy with it, regardless of what Bluey's doing and unrealistic body expectations and all that sort of stuff. Like that, isn't, isn't that part of life and part of... I suppose. And I think what Bluey was trying to do was actually a really good message, which mm. is about staying active, yeah. eating well, like getting outside, like kids are outside, he's playing with them outside and the whole storyline of the episode is he kind of uses them for his training. So he's like running yeah, around, yeah. carrying them and things like that. I think that's great. Because that's what it is. Isn't yeah. it? He says, I need to do some exercise. He wobbles his belly. Yeah. And then the kid's like, why don't you? And he's like, yes. oh, I'm looking after you. So he uses them to like help him exercise, which is, yeah, which is a nice thing. Yeah. And that's why I'm like the overarching concept is a nice thing. It's about yes, needing to exercise, yeah. needing to look after your body, saying, you know, it's okay to have a certain weight. You shouldn't hate yourself for it. You shouldn't go, fuck it. You know, this is the worst thing ever. But it's also okay to do something about it and you should be encouraged to live a healthy, active lifestyle, which is what Bandit mm. is trying to do and work that into his everyday life. So that's why I feel like it's a little bit of an overreaction to blow up about like him wobbling his belly and be like, we need to cut this out of the show because it's offensive. And it's, you know, creates fat phobia and it's fat shaming. Kids are also smart. Mm. That's the thing. Like kids are fucking smarter than we are. <laughs> they understand context. They understand all these things. They're not going to see, I don't think, they're going to see this little clip from Bluey and go, fuck, that was really formative. That really <laughs> destroyed my idea of what I should look like and gave me unrealistic expectations of what my body should be like. Like, I wonder if there's a little bit more of parents latching onto this and how parents feel about themselves watching a kid's show and then blowing up about it and saying, what does it say to this kids? Like, what does it say to our kids? What does it say... And then getting it edited out of the show, which I don't know. I don't want to sound like a Sky News boomer, but <laughs> fuck, this feels a little bit, a, a little bit far. rich. It it feels like overly cancel culture, and I know I hate that word, and it's all. I'm the last guy who wants <laughs> to bang on about cancel culture and all that sort of shit. But in an episode about exercise, we're like, my dad's done it. My fiance's dad's done it. I've done it. Like everyone's done it. It's just, that's just, you just can have a bit of wobble, you know? And yeah, you shouldn't, you shouldn't hate yourself and you shouldn't go around feeling like shit and feeling like people are looking at you. But I don't think that's what this says. This just goes like, oh, bummer. Like stuff mm. going on with me. What am I going to do to try and live a healthy lifestyle? Like it is also lifestyle choices in there. And we should be having conversations about lifestyle choices with kids. Mm. No, I, I agree I with that. And I think maybe that's why they chose Bandit instead of Chili. Yes. the mum. Yeah, for sure. Because like you say, oh, I do it. We all do it. Yeah. My thing is, I actually think things are formative. Like a lot of women in particular can yeah. remember moments of body shaming, 
that have stuck with them for literally decades. And depending on you as a person, like it can actually inform the way you look at yourself and it can be really damaging. So that's yeah. why I think it's just that moment. It's just that scene. I think the episode mm. as a whole is a really good episode to have. I just I actually I hate the wobble. I, I don't think kids are that smart. I don't think they are. I think that like a kid watching it, you as you do, like if you're a young kid, you can just pick moments, mm. and that's it. And that can just get the ball rolling. And I understand, I hate being like a fence sitter type, but I get the whole. Oh, this is like an overreaction. It's stupid. It's a it's a show, and it's just trying to. Bluey has to do that thing where it has to appeal to both the parents mm. and the kids. Yeah, and this is there's probably been lots of parents who are like, fuck, you know. I'm tired looking after the kids. I don't have time to exercise and I'm feeling like shit. It's and relatable. That was, it's they relatable. Were going for the relatable. They were going for the relatable. It is. You're right. It and is. it is. Mm. Um, but then at the same time, I also grew up with the kind of like if I was watching a show with my family, they'll be like, she's fat or yeah. she's gotten old yes. or um, like when I still visit my nan, she asked me how much I weigh. Like I, oh, my God. family is so like – yeah. You know, they always – and I remember, like, when I was really little, my mom would always be like, do I look pretty? And I remember in my head, like, as a little kid, I latched onto that and I was like, it's – okay, you have to be pretty. It's good to look pretty. Yeah. It's good yeah. to – don't get fat. Be pretty. And that – it ended up – it all ends up piecing together. And even now, 28, I still really struggle with these things that have been – and, of course, as you said – you can't stop kids from being exposed to that yeah. outside of TV shows. It's hard, but it is. It can just be that little thing that, you know, the kid watches it and suddenly, you know, maybe they start doing it. Yeah. All kids have a little, little boombas right yeah. there. You know? Yeah, but like fat. it is. It's, it's a tricky one. It's trying to be relatable yeah. and appeal to the adults, and at the same time, you don't want to instill that idea into. But isn't that <laughs> where parents come in. And I know I'm saying this as a 20-something young man with no kids, mm. but isn't that where parenting comes in? Like what you're talking about there is like parents are saying this, he's fat, she's fat, blah, blah, blah. Mm. Like Bluey's not saying that. And then mm. as a parent, if you're seeing that, maybe you can have conversations with your kid. Like I just wonder if getting Bluey to cut something out of their show is putting a little bit too much onus on a TV show to do the parenting for you mm. in a similar way that you hear so many people blow up about teachers not doing this, teachers not doing this. It's like, well, it's your fucking kid, mate. Like there is also some parenting stuff that you need to be doing to make sure that, you know, your kid has appropriate mm. behaviour. And I know my whole world's going to come crashing down. And I get told my perspective <laughs> and all these things. Don't worry. I'm aware. I'm yeah. aware. Um, but, yeah, I just, it to me it feels like, cool this is an issue that's raised if it's such an important issue have a conversation with your kid if your kid's not smart which i don't believe <laughs> every single kid i've seen has their parents wrapped around their fingers and they're so so clever like i reckon kids are very very smart and they don't get enough credit for how smart they are and so they pick these things up if they don't pick it up well then that's yeah. what you can do as a parent to have a conversation with them the same way that when your kid starts watching pornography at whatever age it's going to oh. be and seeing shit on social media you have the conversation with them hey. i saw one man one jar when i was 12 yeah so you, know, you need kids kids need to be made aware that's actually not yeah. something yeah. people do for pleasure normally have to <laughs> shatter inside them so yeah. um 
Yeah. Yeah. So basically, yeah. Rose is not going to have a phone, TV, the internet. I'm just going to keep her in a little. Maybe like an Amish community. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. A bit of Enid Blyton. Yes. Oh no! I grew too. up on. I loved. No, they, they changed um, Dick and Fanny from those books. I used oh, to. I used right. to giggle every time yeah, I read I did Dick giggle. and Fanny. I yeah. did giggle that like they literally were good. two kids in one family were called Dick and Fanny. Yeah, come on, Enid. <laughs> <laughs> Any more to say there, or just wrap it up with the Batuta story that we wrote today about? Um, it it actually had an effect. It had an, an effect on a local blue healer. Out, um, out the back of Batuta Plains. He's the patriarch, family dog, but he doesn't live on a proper farm. He lives on just like one of those kind of like peri-urban, I believe the term is now, just on the outskirts of town yeah. farms. Apparently he's feeling like he doesn't want to go swimming in the creek anymore. <laughs> he's He saw that episode of Bluey and he yeah. just... He's got himself into a little bit of a malaise. He's not comfortable. Um, so, yeah, he's... Yeah, he's not sure what's going to happen there. So spare a thought for Bruiser. Bruiser. Um, Bruiser. Bruiser. Yeah, on the edge of town. All right. Now we have sorted out unrealistic body expectations, mm. all that sort of stuff. We've solved that issue. We move on to our final story of the day. Our favourite, my favourite, T-Swizzle. And her love is. life is back in the news again. Josie mm. Rosenberg, Clark, take us away, please. It sure is. It's been a whirlwind. So a few weeks ago... T-Swizzle, I can't believe I said it. I said it. Broke up with her boyfriend. I don't even care what his name is anymore. He's irrelevant because now we've got we've got rumors, we've got rumblings, we've got hot goss. It all started late last week, rudely after we recorded the episode. It always of this podcast. happens. It's like celebrities have a Apple Watch reminder. Do something <laughs> spicy every Thursday morning at 9 a.m. Yeah. Um, so these rumors started that. Taylor Swift is dating Matty Healy. Now, if you're not familiar with Matty Healy, he is the singer of the 1975. I don't know if I've ever heard a song by the 1975. I don't know any of them, but I'm very I've heard a lot about. You just Maddie know Healy. they're big, but I right? would I yeah. probably yeah. know them. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you know them, yeah. and you know that they're a big deal. They're a big deal. Like... They were recently in Australia. Everyone went to go and everyone you knew was going to see the 1975. Yeah. And he's the singer. He's a bit of a probo fave. He's got this whole kind of this long-ish dark curly hair and this kind of vacant expression. Like you'd see him stumbling around Newtown, classic Newtown fuckboy energies. Um, he does fucked up things. Like girls are kind of mad for him, but they they hate themselves for being mad for him mm. because he I does. Understand that. Yeah, he yeah. is that guy you meet in Newtown that you think you can change. Yeah. But you can't. <laughs> a little project. Um, yeah, so he does things on stage. Like he did the Nazi salute recently on stage. Uh, he also comes into the crowd to kiss girls, but like most of his fans are 16. And, you know, he's like on stage with a bottle of red wine, a cigarette in his hand. It's also like he's French. an AI version of like rock star. Like you just type in he rock gives star. Me, he gives me the – I don't know why – he makes me think of the Alexa Chung era of Tumblr. Yes, that's the it vibe it gives. But also energy. like the British, British, the British rock star, boy. like in, yeah, the indie boy. Yeah. yeah, that's what he is. So Dumois had this goss. They had a full episode on this where they claim that they had intel from an actual celebrity. They were very firm on it being an actual celebrity told me this that Taylor and Maddie were together. And it had been set up, this little relationship, had been set up by Jack Antonoff. Do you know who he is? No. He's like, um, he used to be in that band 
fun, I believe. Yeah, and mm. he does. He's a producer now, songwriter, mm. producer. He's done heaps of Taylor's albums. He's big in the. He used to date Lena Dunham. I think they're. Oh, engaged. okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and he is just like big in the music scene, and he apparently like got it all set up. So at first, it kind of seemed legit, right? It was just mm. these kind of whisperings of a relationship. There were like subtle changes to set lists because they're both touring at the moment. Yes. So the 1975 added this song, She's American, to the set list. And then before he started singing it, he's like, she sure is. And then like sung it. He also apparently, although there wasn't footage of this, he drew a T on the camera that was filming him He for the screen. Mm. He drew a T and like kissed the camera. It could have been a cross... It could have, could have been. Maybe he's, a, he's just hyper religious. Yeah, Who knows? Yeah. Um, then over the weekend, he attended two of her shows, and they were papped together in her car. Yes, the classic, I saw that. like taken on a toaster. Like, is it Maddie Healy? Is it just like a pillowcase? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> is it a greasy pillowcase? <laughs> greasy pillowcase with like a wig on. Yeah. Like, I don't know, but everyone thought it was him. Is it Taylor Swift or is it her face a broom? Very like weird. it didn't really even look like her. Mm. It probably wasn't them. But anyway, they're in the car, so this is like the first picks vibes, right? So everyone's kind of like, yes, it's happening. Then it starts going into like what I call like contrived territory, where they're both on stage. This this pushed me over the edge mm. into being like, this is fucking made up. This is a setup. They both mouthed the same thing in their live shows which was, this is about you, you know who you are, I love you. Like, mm. can I vomit? This is giving the Tom Hiddleston life. wearing I love Taylor Swift. Oh, that was the worst. No, it, it's not believable. This it's isn't. not believable. You went, like, you, yeah. you jumped the shark with They this. jumped the shark. Yeah, they did. And it makes me think, like, if you want to have a secret rendezvous with someone – then you're not fucking mouthing sh- the same shit on stage to your rabid fan bases who are absolutely And they know, especially with Taylor Swift fans, they they literally piecing yes, everything she like, does. Easter egg, Easter egg, hint. If you hints. ever want a crime solved, give it to a fucking T-Swizzle They'll, they'll do it in two fan. seconds. And so it, publicist has just sent yeah. the instructions to both of them instead yeah. of just one of them. Yep. And I also think the publicist was <sighs> that actual celebrity that sent the tip off to Dumois. I think so. I think we say the devil works hard, Chris Jenner works hard. I actually think Taylor Swift's publicist deserves some, put some credit on her name. Like she has been, her name's Tree Payne. Yes, yes. Um, She's I been saw... working overtime this year. But like what? In relation to T? <laughs> <laughs> Shorty snap. Oh, God. <clears throat> um. <laughs> But anyway, these these people have been in each other's circles for years. Like 2014. Yeah. And, and I know that like uh, Phoebe Bridges is all, also part of that. Yes, she's yeah. currently supporting Taylor on tour. Mm. Maddie popped up and did a song with her. Mm. Taylor did a song at a 1975 show earlier this year. Like Maybe they're a thruple. There's one potentially. It could be like Tessa, um, Tyka. <gasps> oh, and, and Rita. wife. Read all Yeah, yeah. That was mm-hmm. it could be like that. I don't know. I don't I don't know, but all I know is it's not a legit relationship. What do you think? But like what's the point? Taylor is so famous. Like what yeah. is the point of doing all of this? Well, I mean, I could sit here all day, but I know that I can't. 
and talk about are any of her relationships real? Like those super staged pap pics of her and Harry Styles walking around Central Park, like basically yeah. staring down the paparazzi lens. Like, oh my God, talk about contrived territory. Could she be in a secret? Carly Kloss. Carly Kloss. Diana Agron. <laughs> Mm, like given There's she obviously theories. has a lot of country music there fans. are theories she has a lot of, like Ooh. that's her roots mm. she may not want to be seen entering into a relationship so she's just with a member of lots of beards essentially is that what you're talking about i'm talking about is she in a secret same-sex relationship yeah yeah, yeah. beards with. she's yeah. got beards i mean there is a, a lot of fans believe this um, yeah. diana okay. agron was actually asked about it yes and she was so sketchy and vague yes. about it like she, she skirted like, around it's it it's so funny haha ha. she was yeah. asked about it this week i believe mm. so that rumor's been flying for a while i don't know i'm like is it just drumming up publicity mm. interest one of my colleagues laura believes that maybe they're going to collab on speak now because she announced that that's her next taylor's version mm. and there's going to be six new songs so is it just teasing a bit of a collab, a duet, just just interest for the album? Maybe. But then again, I could also, if it wasn't so contrived, I actually could believe her dating Matty. Because yeah. I feel like that is a rite of passage. You've been in a long relationship and then mm. you find the mustiest, yes. most problematic man you can <laughs> to have a rebound with. Yeah. That is like, that's what you do. Yeah, the, the most beige stained couch cushion exactly of a man that you could possibly find (laughs) the red wine with the cigarette yeah it's a must that's it that's all we got time for this week it's been an interesting episode Mm. have enjoyed talking to you always do yeah my foot's asleep fair enough (laughs) thanks for listening join us again next week on spotify wherever you get your podcasts see ya